Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast. So this is our first episode, and we want to start off with some introductions and a little bit about us. Uh, My name is Brian. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm currently studying sports media at West Virginia University. My favorite NBA players are the Ball Brothers, Lonzo and LaMelo, LeBron James, and Zion Williamson. My favorite NBA teams are my hometown Cleveland Cavaliers, the Pelicans, and the Lakers. My favorite NFL players are Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady, and Josh Gordon. My favorite NFL teams are the Browns and the Broncos. My name is Ryan, and I am also from Cleveland, Ohio. I am taking media and broadcasting classes at our community college. My favorite NBA players are Russell Westbrook, Triple Double God, Donovan Mitchell, and Anthony Edwards. And my favorite teams are the Cavs, Jazz, and Timberwolves. My favorite NFL players are Miles Garrett, the GOAT, Jalen Ramsley, and A.J. Brown. And favorite teams are the Browns and the Packers. And starting off with our first ever hot takes of the podcast, we have our Super Bowl predictions and our NBA final predictions. I'm taking my hometown Browns against old man Brady and the Buccaneers with the Browns winning in a shootout 40 to 28. As for the NBA finals, I have the Lakers in six games against Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think the Buccaneers make the, make the Super Bowl this year. They were mediocre last year during the season. And then they just had an insane run in the playoffs, but I don't see it happening again. That's why I have the Browns making the Super Bowl and facing off against the L.A. Rams. But I do have the L.A. Rams taking home the trophy. Now for the NBA, I have the Lakers winning it against the Brooklyn Nets in seven. That's just obvious. I mean, obviously, yeah, we think LeBron's going to take the championship back, like, for real. Also, we have our MVP and our Rookie of the Year picks from before week one. So we made these before all the events of week one happened. Uh, My top three MVPs before week one was Aaron Rodgers, which we saw week one was pretty bad. Uh, Josh Allen, who also had a pretty bad game. And Matt Stafford, who had a really good game. Yeah, I have Josh Allen as my number one MVP, Dak Prescott, coming off his injury, and then Aaron Rodgers. I think Dak could easily win MVP. He has a bunch of weapons. It hurts that Gallup's out for the next couple weeks, but I can still see him using CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper to win him that MVP this season. Yeah, I mean, in his first game against the Super Bowl champions, he threw for over 400 yards, like, off of an injury. (laughs) Right, right. And they lost. You can easily blame it on the defense. The Cowboys' defense – Hasn't been good in so long, but... Yeah, they really need an improvement there. Uh, Which leads us to our second prediction, uh, defensive rookie of the year picks. I have Denver Broncos cornerback Patrick Sertain and Dallas Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons, who kind of really didn't play good. And then my last pick for defensive rookie of the year is JOK for the Browns linebacker. He's a Pretty good guy. Athletic, strong. He's going to be good. Yeah, he was easily a snag in the draft this year for the Browns. But for my defensive rookie of the year, I have 
Parsons, he can easily win this. He's pretty much the only good defensive player on the Cowboys. So all the good defensive plays that will be happening will mostly be because of him. Then I have Sertain and then Greg Newsome for the Browns. I think that he'll, he will really step it up in the secondary. Yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to remember if he – I think he played a couple snaps on Sunday. Uh, nothing too, like, outrageous, but, I mean, he served as a good corner. And especially if Greedy Williams doesn't get on the field, Newsom's going to be a good pickup. Right, right. And especially with all the injuries, I can see someone going down and then Newsom stepping in and taking over that role. Yeah, sure. Uh, which leads to our next Offensive Rookie of the Year picks. Uh, I had Mac Jones. Uh, he looked really good in his first game. Uh, being a rookie and going up against the Dolphins' defense, which I consider to be a top-five defense, he played pretty good, and then Damian Harris fumbled on the last drive of the game, ruining his first-ever game. Uh, I also have Justin Fields, which now they're saying he won't start until week four, which could uh, cut his rookie of the year like short probably won't have enough stats and lastly I have the number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence I I'm not too high on him but you know number one pick right and Mac Jones he didn't do too bad he had a couple plays that he just lost confidence it seemed like and he just let his mind take over the game instead but I do have him winning offensive rookie of the year because I think Bill Belichick will take him in the right direction. And they picked up a bunch of solid offensive players in free agency this year, which can easily help Mac Jones. And then I have Zach Wilson. I don't think the Jets will win many games. That's obvious. But he has a couple weapons on offense. Not too many, but a couple. I think he'll be the Jets guy this year. I think he can easily be their Next franchise QB. I I definitely agree with that. He looked pretty good for having the Jets team. He looked like a pretty good quarterback, had a great arm, like unbelievable. So I'm pretty high on him. Right. And then I have Trevor Lawrence. Same thing. He's the first round pick, but I don't see him doing much this year because I also don't believe in the coaching staff for the Jags. I think it's going to go downhill and fast. Yeah, I could see a midseason collapse coming pretty soon. (laughs) Right. Especially Uh, since they don't want to use James Robinson, who popped off last year for him, but they won't run game that much now. Exactly. I started James Robinson in, I think, four fantasy leagues, and he was a bust because Urban Meyer refused to use him. Uh, which doesn't make any sense. He's a young stud, puts up great numbers last year, and then I don't think he'll be used that much this year, but that's Urban Myers. That's on him. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the first week performances, uh, we're going to move into the first week of the NFL season and starting off with Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, my offensive player of the week is Jameis Winston, who led the Saints to a blowout win over the Green Bay Packers, 38-3, to and threw for five touchdowns on 20 pass attempts. He completed 14 out of 20 and threw for five touchdowns. 
He also racked up 37 rushing yards and 148 passing yards. He's one of the few quarterbacks to throw for less than 200 yards on five touchdowns. If ever, I don't know if that's ever been done. All right, especially after he had to compete for the starting QB battle. I think it was pretty obvious it would be him because he has the better experience and the better past, but he is going to help show the Saints that they're still a playoff team even after they lost Drew Drew Brees to retirement this year. Yeah, and Mike Thomas comes back week five. So that's another target. They could be trading him, but I'm not sure. But he was that God, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. My offense player of the week was Dak Prescott. He threw just over 400 yards, had three touchdowns against the reigning NFL Super Bowl champions. That is something to be high on, especially after last year going down with the injury because the offensive line wasn't that good. This year, so far after the first game, he has popped off against a pretty solid defense, a defense that stepped up huge in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm looking it up now, but in the first game with Dak at quarterback, back from a season-ending injury, they threw the ball. They threw the ball 58 times. 58 for a guy who just had his ankle snapped. And he threw on a 72% completion percentage, which is unbelievable. He had a great game. And I think they're going to win their division. And his confidence was amazing, especially after having that season-ending injury last year. That's something to be worried about. Ankle injury can easily take your career away. But he set that aside and put up a solid fight against the Buccaneers. Yeah, he does does not look scared out there. Like, I would think he would be scared after – you know how gruesome that injury was. I've watched it many times, and it, it's it's sick. He tried to pop his ankle back into place after he broke it. Like, who does that? So we did the offensive player of the week, and now we're doing our defensive player of the week. And my defensive player of the week comes on Monday night, and it's a little different from what you thought you'd hear, but defensive end Max Crosby put on a show in the win against the Ravens on Monday Night Football. He had six tackles, two sacks, and four quarterback hits against the elusive former MVP, Lamar Jackson. His performance snagged him his second AFC Defensive Player of the Week award, his first win in his rookie season. Yeah, I agree. It was outstanding, especially against the Ravens. That is crazy. That is a bad sight for the Ravens, especially since – they have to play the Steelers twice and the Browns twice. I don't know if their offensive line can hold that down for that many games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, their left tackle, Alejandro Villanueva, did not look like a left tackle on Monday night. He, he looked was like getting a kicker. torn up. It was yes. bad. And my defensive player of the week, obviously Chandler Jones. I mean, he put up five sacks. The most sacks put up by a player in any game was seven, and that was in 1990. But when you put up five sacks in a game, I think it was three in the first quarter. Oh, man, you better be up for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I 
I believe that he, he had a good game, but I also believe that that will not continue because he did happen to do it against Taylor Lewan, greatest offensive tackles in the league today. And I, I believe Taylor Lewan just had an off day. And looking at the list of people in the last 20 years who have had five sacks in a game, they don't continue to have very good seasons afterwards. Uh, actually, last season, Hassan Reddick had five sacks against the Giants. And I don't really think Hassan Reddick is a great pass rusher, but that's just my opinion. Right. And especially since they are in arguably the hardest division in football this year. Yes, definitely. I The NFC West is the AFC North. They are both highly competitive divisions. Uh, I see – I could see three teams from both division going to the playoffs, like, clearly. Easily. But, yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't see Chandler Jones continuing it, but – what a start, especially after him not sure if he wanted to stay with the Cardinals over the offseason. Yeah, exactly. There were rumors about the trade requests and whether or not he actually wanted to continue with the Cardinals. So, right. I mean, that's that's like a statement either to still be traded. His trade value just went all the way up. Exactly. So, next, we're doing our pick for team of the week. And – I'm, I might be a little biased here, but I got to go with the Cleveland Browns. They took the first touchdown of the game. They had an early lead over the Chiefs. They went for it on the fourth and three. They got the first down. And then when they scored their touchdown, they shocked all of us by going for a two-point conversion, which is pretty, pretty brave like against the Chiefs because if you get denied and you're stuck at six, they're going to score seven or they're going to go for two. So I think they really showed that they could compete with the Chiefs, and they ended up taking it to the last play of the game, which watching it as a Browns fan was pretty disappointing and hurt a little, but I still think they're going to make it pretty far in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure, especially since they haven't won a first first game of the season for years but they have improved their score every single time. Last year, they got blown out by the Ravens, I want to say. Yeah. Year, they competed with the team that was in the Super Bowl the last couple of years. I mean, that is improvement. Yeah, when you when you think of the last two season openers, I believe it was against the Ravens, and we got blown out. And the year before was against the Titans, and we also got blown out. So – Going have a one-score game against the second-best team in the league, that's a pretty good start for the season for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and we had an amazing first half. The second half just messed with us. We gave them the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter we had to try to get the lead back. So, Yeah, and whatever uh, Jamie Gillian did with that punt, uh, I, I never want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was pretty embarrassing for everybody to watch. So, yeah, I I don't know. He has like no confidence anymore. It looks like. Yeah, I saw some stats on Twitter, and he has a thirty-eight yard p- 
punt average, which is like 28th in the league for punters. And I'm not a punter, but I can kick further than 38 yards. So <laughs> a little bit of a problem. We might need to start looking for some punters. It's our special teams, kicking, punting. We can't get it down. Yeah. But you can't choose a team that lost for team of the week. I mean, come on. That's why I easily chose the Saints. They beat the Packers 38-3. to It wasn't just their offense that did amazing. It was their defense. The Packers have one of the best duos to ever do it, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, on top of Aaron Jones at running back. And they shut them down. Didn't even give up a touchdown. Yeah, I'm a I'm a little salty because I drafted Aaron Rodgers in three leagues and he scored me one fantasy point. Uh, I've already traded him. I I wasn't handling it. I cannot stand a one point game from a fantasy player, even as the MVP from last year. It's unbelievable. The Saints yeah. the Saints really showed that they are a team not to be messed with. Like. Yeah, exactly. But I don't I don't see it lasting long. I mean, they play the Lions next, so that should be an easy blowout. We'll see. But then they do have another couple games after that that'll be tough, like the Niners and the Steelers. So it's going to be rough. I think they have a chance at it all this year, but it's definitely going to be rough for them to make it anywhere. Yeah, especially being in the same division as the Super Bowl champions, I I can't really see them really making it out. It's a little tough, but the Falcons are going to be the worst team in that division. So we can agree on that. Yes, yes, for sure. But um, I think that – what do you think about a midseason Aaron Rodgers trade? Do you see that happening at all? I actually thought about that, and I believe it's possible he gets traded or he retires because there were talks about him hosting Jeopardy, and he seemed like he – I think – I believe he came out and said he wanted to host Jeopardy. Uh, Pretty sad ending for one of our greatest quarterbacks of all time, but if that's how it's going to end, that's how it's going to end. I just really hope it doesn't. In my opinion, I want him – to be traded to the uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, they really need a quarterback. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll retire. I mean, it's just not a good ending. It's not a good way to retire now. He still has a couple years, especially now that Tom Brady wants to play till 50. I mean, Aaron Rodgers will not retire now, especially after last season, first-round exit, an embarrassing loss. Yeah, I I think he – there's also the chance that he doesn't want to play football anymore, which would be really sad, but they do lose it sometimes. They do just sometimes stop caring about whether or not they want to play. And it's sad as fans, but evidently it's their choice. But Right. Uh, getting to a more happy topic, uh, we're talking about the game of the week. So – my game of the week is a little bit of a hot take, but I was watching the Panthers-Jets game, which sounds like 
dog crap sounds like a horrible game. Uh, but we actually got to see Sam Darnold, uh, former draft pick of the Jets, go off against his former team, and he pulled out the win. Uh, we got to see him in the new offense with Christian McCaffrey back and DJ Moore as his wide receiver one. Uh, but not just Sam Darnold and the Panthers, but we got to see Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback, show off his arm, like I said earlier, with numerous deep balls. But I believe he threw probably six deep balls, and I only saw one caught. Most were dropped, which is kind of, you know, the New York Jets way. They don't catch balls. Uh, But Zach Wilson also got destroyed with six sacks, proving that they might want to consider drafting a lineman next year. Uh, Maybe sign one right now. They just need some help. Right, they don't want a Joe Burrow type of injury happening happening to Zach Wilson. Exactly. But you can't go wrong with game of the week, Ravens at Raiders. I mean, it's in their new stadium, a bunch of fans, extremely loud and happy. And, I mean, Raiders coach John said it himself, he felt like he was a cat and he had nine lives because it kept going back and forth at the end of the game. The most unexpected plays kept happening you just you never see that it was crazy oh i know uh i was personally i was watching with a couple dudes in our uh lounge and we were so surprised at how many times the game was just switched like lamar fumbled and then Derek carr threw an interception and then the uh, ravens turned it back over and it's like what is going on in the game it was it was a really fun game to watch but I, both teams looked pretty bad at the same time as looking good. So it was really confusing. Right. And after watching the game, Derek Carr, he's got to be one of the overrated QBs. I mean, I was he would get the throws down, but they were not on the spot. I mean, some of the passes to Waller were just a couple feet behind him sometimes. It's it's not something you can have, especially if you want to compete in the playoffs. Yeah, I I see what you're saying because in the game, I even questioned his throws because I believe it was the fourth quarter and they were trying to push. And I saw Derek Carr throw just in the middle of the grass and it was nowhere near a receiver. And I was like, who was he throwing to? Right. And then you saw that interception went off of the Ravens cornerback's head. And I was like, where is he throwing? Yeah, I I didn't see a guy that was open that the ball would have made it to. Yeah, I personally, I see Derek Carr probably floating around 15, 16 in quarterback rankings. Right. Uh, And we'll probably look at that later in the season. But Derek Carr... Yeah, the Raiders might want to start looking into another quarterback. Uh, they do have Marcus Mariota on the bench, so keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Next, we're going to talk about an underrated player of the week, which, in my opinion, I feel somebody who got overshadowed by a loss was running back David Montgomery for the Bears, who – They lost big against the Rams, mostly Andy Dalton's fault. But Montgomery started off the game pretty sure first play with, 
probably like a 50 yard run. And he ended up putting up 108 rushing yards on 16 carries, 6.8 yards a carry, and a touchdown against one of the, if not the best defense in the league. Uh, I don't know if that shows the Rams rushing defense is pretty bad or if it shows Montgomery is a good player. Because if 6.8 yards a carry, you don't hear about that often. So, Yeah, I think that... It, it's going to be different when Justin Fields plays because Andy Dalton's just not the guy. He never will be. I was watching the game, and 90% of the passes were the five-yard slant routes right down the middle. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed in uh, the Bears head coach. I don't know why he's starting Andy Dalton. Uh, we're Ohio State guys, so we've watched Justin Fields put on a show. We know how he plays. He's a good quarterback. Uh, and with Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, they had Allen Robinson run like 10-yard routes. I saw a picture. He did not run downfield at all. And it's like, is Andy Dalton not going to throw to him? Why is he not using Allen Robinson, a good receiver, a deep receiver? It really made no sense what their game plan was. Right. And if you want Allen Robinson to stay – then you better get him a better QB. And you have one in your hands. You just have to put him in. Exactly. My underrated player, Corey Davis, he was the only one on the Jets to get a touchdown, and he got two of them. Sure, they lost, but he showed that he is Zach Wilson's go-to guy. He had five receptions for three yards under 100, 97 yards. That's a pretty good start. Yeah, and for the fantasy people listening, uh, he was predicted to be a pretty good fantasy wide receiver this year, and I actually told Ryan to start Corey Davis this week. I don't know if he did, but he I had did. a good game. I still got blown oh. out. Oh, it's okay. I went 1-10 in 10 in my 11 fantasy leagues, so I had a bad week. Uh but, yeah, I believe Corey Davis, I mean, what was he? He was on the Titans and wasn't really being used that much. Right, because uh, they, they were just the running game pretty much. Yeah, and, and he was just, down, so. yeah, he was just a blocker. So I feel like the Jets could be – him and Zach Wilson could probably be a duo for the next couple of years at least. Right. And finally, our last – award for the week one of the football season is rookie of the week and i'm giving some o-lineman love right here rashawn slater the offensive tackle the chargers took in the first round had 49 pass blocking snaps and he allowed zero sacks zero hits zero pressure and zero hurries he was a wall against the defensive player of the year hopeful Chase Young, and we know how much of a monster Chase Young is. Yeah, I agree. And when you're on the offensive line, you don't get that much recognition. It's just how it is. But when you don't allow anything to happen to your QB in your first game of your career, that is something to talk about. And they and they got the wins. So right against one of the best defenses in the league. Exactly. So that was pretty impressive to me. 
Now, my rookie of the week, Devontae Smith. There's a bunch, there's a couple different weapons on the Eagles. We have Fulgham and then Jalen Hurts on the run, too. But Devontae Smith helped blow out the Falcons. Crazy bad. I mean, he only had six receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. That's a pretty impressive debut. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I was a hater of Devontae Smith. Uh, I was one of those people who believed he was too skinny, too small, uh, but clearly he is an NFL wide receiver for a reason. So, And it doesn't help having Jalen Hurts to throw you the ball. So I think – I think he's going to be good, especially with Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts in college, he loved the deep ball, but he also loved his quick receivers. And Devontae Smith's pretty quick. And he provides both of those things, though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that ends our week one awards. And we're going to move into week two predictions for next week games. And we're just going to – tonight's Thursday – Uh, So we're going to start off with the Thursday night football game, and that is the Giants versus the Washington football team. And I am taking the Washington football team. I will be taking the Giants. The Giants had a rough week one, but I think they'll come back. True. Uh, And then we move to Sunday's slate, and we have the Pats versus the Jets. I think it's an easy win for the Pats. Pats easily. I think we might have a good quarterback rookie battle, but I think the Pats pulled it out. Easily. Uh, Then we have the Jaguars versus Denver, and as we covered earlier, both of us don't really have any hope in the Jags. Uh, And me being a Denver fan, I think Denver's going to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, the Broncos easily. Jags will get like two wins this season. (laughs) Uh, and then we go to San Francisco versus the Eagles. Niners. No yeah, question. I think it's an easy San Fran win. Uh, Philadelphia beat up on the Falcons, but they're not going to beat up on the 49ers. Right. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Colts, and the Colts kind of disappointed me with the loss to the Seahawks. So I see the Rams easily winning this. Yeah, not a good start, especially since they traded for Carson Wentz and then they decided to make it um, so that Jonathan Taylor isn't the number one running back, but it's a committee. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then we have probably one of the most interesting matchups of the week. We have Las Vegas versus Pittsburgh. I'm picking the Pittsburgh Steelers because I think their defense is just going to carry them this season. I don't think Big Ben is the answer. I think they should probably sit him halfway through the season. Yeah, I think I'm going Raiders this time because you saw what they did to the Ravens O-line. I think the Steelers O-line is worse. So I think it's going to be pretty nasty. Yeah, that's definitely one of the must-see games this week. And then we go to Chicago Bears versus the Cincinnati Bengals, which – Kind of should be a snooze fest. You're going Bengals? I'm going Bengals. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go Bengals unless Justin Fields comes in. Right. If, if you don't have is, Justin Fields play yeah. at least three quarters, I'm going Bengals. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we have our Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. And Tyrod Taylor put on a show last week. A one-week show. Exactly. I don't think it's going to carry over. I think the Browns are pretty angry. Uh, all the players are posted on social media. Uh, kind of like a warning uh, that they shouldn't be messed with. And we didn't really establish the run game with Chubb last week as much as we should have. I think he scores two touchdowns. Baker, maybe two touchdowns. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch, but it's going to be a blowout. Yes. And then Saints versus the Panthers. Saints are usually, when they come off that kind of game against the Packers, I mean, you can't go Panthers. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints. There's no question. And then we have Minnesota versus Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray probably could be MVP this season. Uh, and Minnesota looks like a mess. They did not right. play good against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, I'm yeah, they're, they're a solid team. Their offense isn't bad, especially with Delvin Cook. But, I don't know. I guess at a point you're going to have to just blame the coaching staff because when you have Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, um, Delvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins isn't that bad. So, it's going to be interesting for them this season. Yeah, they have all the offensive weapons. They just don't have a defense, and they don't have good coaching. Right. Uh, and then another snooze fest, uh, Tampa Bay versus uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Tom Brady, probably five touchdowns. Yeah, uh, when, when the Falcons get blown up by the Eagles and the Buccaneers yeah. really blow out the Eagles, it's it's going to be bad. I could possibly see Tom Brady uh, – I'm going to say it. I think he could break the touchdown record in this game. He could throw for eight touchdowns against the Falcons' defense. They are that bad. Yeah, especially That's since after last week. I mean, you saw Antonio Brown came in last year, and you wouldn't expect much. You'd think he'd be the third option in the receiving core, but – I don't know. He he has a fight for the first option now. Pretty crazy with his speed and everything. Yeah, and you can't forget Mike Evans had a bad game, but you can't forget about how good Mike Evans is. So I think they're going to do some damage on Sunday. Right. And this should be an interesting game. Uh, we have the Titans versus the Seattle Seahawks. And... I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks just because I don't trust the Titans after last week uh, getting blown out by the Cardinals. Yeah, Tennessee is interesting. They also have a stacked offense, especially since they went and picked up Julio Jones in the offseason. On top of having A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Tannehill, who had an extremely underrated season last year. But I am taking Tennessee this week, I think. They'll win by two touchdowns at least. And for fantasy's sake, I really hope Derrick Henry puts up some points. Yeah, most uh, most inconsistent running back. Yeah. Uh, then we have Dallas versus the Chargers. And even though we kind of hyped up the Chargers earlier, uh, I'm taking the Cowboys because we talked about Dak. He's going to continue his MVP uh, season. He's going to put up probably 400 yards again yeah it's it's going to be mostly offensive offense against offense I mean 
I think we'll really see how capable the Cowboys defense is of at least holding the Chargers a little bit. Not the whole time, because when you have Eckler and Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, it's going to be hard to hold them, but I think they could get a couple of solid stops. True. We have our Sunday night game, Kansas City versus the Baltimore Ravens, and it's an instant Kansas City. Uh, the Ravens looked a mess. Like, yeah, especially with the all Raiders. the injuries the Ravens have had already. Yeah, they just got hit with a, another injury recently. Uh, pretty sure earlier this afternoon, cornerback Chris Westry suffered a torn meniscus at practice today. So that's another key defensive player. Yeah, too too many for them to stand a chance against the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. And then we have our Monday night game, which could be interesting because Green Bay played like crap last week. Aaron Rodgers played like crap. Uh, and Detroit had a fourth quarter surge against the 49ers where they almost came back and won. They put up, I think, like 20 points in the last quarter of the game. And uh, I don't really see the Lions having any chance in this game if Rodgers plays like a normal Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I'm taking Green Bay. Easy win. Yeah, I think that um... – the Lions have a couple solid players, Hawkinson, Swift. Jared Goff isn't that bad. He didn't do that bad in L.A. He just wasn't that guy for them. But, yeah, uh, J- uh, Jared Goff actually impressed me on Sunday. Uh, he did not look like the Rams quarterback that we were all used to seeing. Right. He looked kind of different, and I, I don't want to say it, but He's still decently young where he could be Detroit's quarterback. Uh, At least for a little bit. He's 26, so that gives Detroit some time to make some other picks for some other positions that they need. Exactly. Like, if they could just form around him, uh, the Rams formed around him, and they got to the Super Bowl. So I think he's he's a solid piece is what I'm going to say. Yeah, for now. Yeah. And that ends our first episode of our first season of Numbers, News, and Nonsense. Uh, We are your hosts, Brian. And Ryan. And we just want to thank anybody who made it to the end of this podcast. This is our uh, first attempt. So we're going to have a little mix-ups and mess-ups. But uh, we plan on running it pretty smooth next week in our second episode. So be sure to tune in. And go follow our Twitter at capital NNN Sports Pod. Yeah, we will be starting to post on there uh, content, tweets, polls, a bunch of stuff. So check it out. Give us a follow on whatever you're listening to. We'll see you next time on Numbers, News, and Nonsense.